Hello and welcome to this extra special steamy edition of Caged In Presents Copla Connections. This one's a bit different to how we usually do things because we have broken the rules, baby. We are talking about a film that has no Coppola connection whatsoever, but it's part of a trilogy that does have Coppola connections and we really needed to talk about this one. It is, of course, the first in the Fifty Shades trilogy, Fifty Shades of Grey. And uh, my guest is Charlie Veramartin, who will be joining me for the whole Fifty Shades saga. Uh, one dropping today, one dropping in the Christmas perineum and the final episode dropping on, well, as close to Valentine's Day as we can get it. We'll be talking about all the ins and outs of this film, every whip, slap and shag that happens. So spoiler warnings do apply. If you're new to this podcast, what we usually do is watch every single film in the collective Coppola family filmography to determine are they the greatest film family of all time obviously we'll be getting into that when we get to 50 shades darker and the Coppola connection being John Schwartzman who was the DOP for the second and third installment in this franchise however now it's time to get stalked by a businessman sign some NDAs in a weird sex contract as we don't make some Coppola connections week's film has no Coppola connection whatsoever but it is the first in a trilogy that does when I floated this to, to this week's guest they said we could just talk about this on the second in the trilogy episode as a little bit but I feel like there's too much to talk about so we're gonna have to talk about the whole thing uh the <laughs> the film in question is the first in the 50 shades trilogy Fifty Shades of Grey, released in 2015, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson, adapted to the screen by Kelly Marcel, who recently wrote Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, based on the E.L. James novel of the same name, this film stars Dakota Johnson, Jamie Dornan, Jennifer Earle, and Marcia Gay Harden. So, joining me, in Mr. Gray's playroom to discuss whether this film <laughs> is orgasmic bliss or just a big old pile of abusive shit is writer, comedian, <laughs> and actor Charlie Vero Martin. How are you, Charlie? Hello. I'm well, thank you. Um I I would actually like to put it on record right now that when we first discussed the idea of me coming on to this show. <laughs> I signed up to talking about saving Mr. Banks. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. And somehow I've ended up doing a three-part episode yep. <laughs> um, about the Fifty Shades trilogy. Well, and you, I just want to put it on record that that wasn't how I expected things to go. You have instantly come into the uh, Coppola Connections Hall of Fame. By, I, think, I think flippantly. <laughs> Like I put out an open call, being like, "Anyone want to come talk about the uh, 
uh, Fifty Shades of uh, Grey films, and you went, yeah, that that would that could be fun. And I think for you, it was a, a flippant remark. For me, it was like, right, that's logged. Like, and I, I, the only reason we're not talking about Saving Mr. Banks, and here, here's a great little connection as well, is co-written by Kelly Marcel. So there is, oh. there is, there is a, a connection to that okay. film. So we're we're not out of the, I don't know, we're not out of the world of still being tangentially connected um did this mean that so did you put the call out because we i was already i was like oh yeah at some point we've said we'll talk about saving mr banks had you approached other people about doing 50 shades and they'd refused and so you had to put the call out no or... i just put the call out because i was like you never know there could be like there, <laughs> like there could be people i know or whatever who are ardent fans do you know what I mean like and I, it's right. that thing of I just give like an like when I send when I invite people on the podcast like I did with you I just send them a, like, list. a yeah, yeah. A, a Google Sheets list and be like pick pick a film and then and then yeah I don't I, I don't know what came over me maybe it was like this one <laughs> feels like if 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 somebody's willing to agree to do it on Twitter they must have some interest in the film so <laughs> thank you yeah. I mean I'd never seen the film until having to watch it for this mm -hmm. but i think i was like i couldn't remember when we'd agreed to do saving mr banks and i was like well i i don't mind i'll watch either let's do this one and i think they are very different films. yes yeah yeah yeah. well the, the only reason we're not doing saving mr banks is there's like as you can imagine there's so many people who just like jump at the chance to talk about jason schwartzman films so i'm kind of like right. in this like to and fro of like do I just like, I don't know, like, I, I, I nearly said, I, well, I'm going to say it anyway, blow my load too early on loads of Jason Schwartz. <laughs> feel, that feels like ter a terrible phrase to use, especially when talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. I uh, mean, it feels like the most appropriate yeah, phrase to use. Yeah, I right. mean, I feel we're going to get into saying all far much worse, much worse <laughs> things. So, um, so, so and also on the same level of not very sexy <laughs> as well. So obviously you said that this was your first time watching the film, but how how aware were you of the phenomenon that is the Fifty Shades of Grey universe? Um, I was fairly aware. I've not read the books either. I remember when the books came out, hearing lines from them and being like, no, <laughs> I don't want to read that. I don't want to see it. And I, I remember I used to work I worked in an office for a few years that I really hated and there were like women in the office who like read the books and thought it was the sexiest thing in the world and I was just like no this just does I feel like if this is sexy for you I don't know if it's sexy for me which sounds really harsh actually now that I say that out loud um but that that's kind of I I there are certain people in my head that I used to work in an office with who used to love the books and the films. And so I very much attach it to them. And you know, when you're like, I don't want to imagine colleagues' sex lives. Yes. That's, yeah. Um, so it's like, I don't need to imagine her sex life. Um, and, and also I remember like having quite a few friends who like work in the sort of, uh, like who, work in like sex work or speak very openly about um like sex sexuality and female sexuality being like this isn't actually a very positive 
mm-hmm. uh, move for female sexuality. And I'm like, ah, okay, I don't need to invest in this then. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's, and I did actually think when you asked, when I, when I signed up to saying, oh, oh, okay, I'll read, I'll watch this film. I did think maybe I should read the book first because I do tend to like to read books mm-hmm. along with watching the films. And, um, and then I thought, no, you're not paying me. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I thought about it. Like every, since, since this is kind of like was on the list, every month when I get my Audible like email being like, you have a new credit. I'm always like, should I? Should And I, I just, it, there's something, there's, well, I guess it's, yeah, best to talk about the kind of the beginnings of E.L. James's novels and the mm. fact that they're, they're twilight fan fiction and she's described it herself as like it's this this is like her midlife crisis was writing these mm-hmm. novels and it's like i yeah i didn't realize she was british i <sighs> thought she was american or northern american uh, like and until when i looked her up and i was like oh she's from like buckinghamshire or something yeah she's english and i was like oh crazy um but also because I'd heard initially that it was Twilight inspired, I assumed that it was also going to be somewhat mystical. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, no, it's just about uh, like a guy who works in an office. <laughs> like, yes. That's it. Like, it's not. I was like, how is any of this sexy? <laughs> what, what? If, if it had been BDSM with vampires, then I could have maybe got it. But I'm like, mm-hmm. what's the connection? I don't know. Well, I think, yeah, I think if this was, like, based in a fantasy land, it could get away with a lot of the stuff that it does, because we'll, we'll, we'll dive into it a, a bit further on down the line, but the messaging in this film is icky. Like, it, it makes yeah. you feel gross. Um, and to your point of, like, the people who would read the books and kind of talk about it, I remember my mum read these right. books and, like... <laughs> So that point yeah. of like not want like if do you know what I mean she's kind of like going oh I read a bit oh there's a bit last uh, night yeah. oh and it's been like oh, I don't want to know what what what, exactly. what that is exactly like, like, yeah I don't I don't want to be sharing sexual fantasies with you like oh. no that's not our relationship <laughs> no that's yeah I yeah I I think that's it the sort of people I knew who were really into it I was like hmm mm-hmm. okay <laughs> we don't need to have this in our relationship um definitely not so as as different as this episode is i'm still going to ask you like i do to all my guests okay uh, so you give us a brief plot synopsis of this film kind of set it up for us before we dive into it <laughs> um well i mean it's it's a classic girl meets boy <laughs> kind of story um, she is a student who's about to graduate even though she doesn't have a working computer um, which I first thing I didn't understand um, <laughs> and she falls for this guy who's like a young multi-millionaire um, who she's interviewing and basically she kind of like she falls for him and he falls for her and that should be fine except for he's gone through child abuse and is obviously traumatized and then is gaslighting her into an unhealthy sexual relationship and um 
and we think it's all okay because we like capitalism. That would be my <laughs> summary that, of, all, that, of it all. That is a perfect uh, synopsis for this film. It's not a lot happens. This is a t- this is no. film's got a two hour runtime. So like let- two hours and it ends on a cliffhanger. Like. <laughs> It it it, it very much put like feels like I I don't know like you know like how the the Hobbit it's like (laughs) like films they're like that's one book that is separated into into three films and it very much felt like that in a way in 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 the fact that there's not enough it didn't feel like there was enough story no. to pad out a whole film and it's like no it's, there's not even enough sex to pad out a whole yeah. film that's two hours like <laughs> yeah if it was wall-to-wall banging i would have been like right yeah. this is salacious this is grimy this is dirty like let's let's really like yeah get balls out and go for it but it, it, it doesn't do <laughs> yeah that. but it doesn't it doesn't i think how many sex scenes are there are there four yeah, the, yeah yeah like and they're all like the the sex in this uh, so yeah we'll get into it and I say, it's vanilla as hell like for a film yeah. that like, kind of is about bdsm supposedly yeah. like i i I, yeah. I read online that like like you're saying about speaking to friends um this doesn't get the the dom sub relationship no, right and if, and, but also from it also kind of makes it worse as well. It gets all the things that are maybe good about that, like being consensual and communicating what you want and what you need, and having like a you know a relationship that's like sexually open and like you know open with your partner and not shameful but makes it all of those things it makes it one-sided and kind of i don't know like not consensual and um, it's very it's very weird mm-hmm. it gets it gets all the things that could have been nice and healthy about this <laughs> wrong um and all the things that could have been like ooh salacious and fun boring <laughs> yes yeah well let, let's let's kind of talk like you mentioned uh, they that like she goes to interview him that is literally how this film opens right it's kind of like yeah. I, I i was like are we gonna get to know anyone here and it is kind of like bang into it and this is the kind of chat we get in that meeting uh you are very young to have amassed such an empire to what do you to owe what your... do i owe my success yep seriously Business is about people. And I've always been good at people. No, you're not. What motivates you're them, what incentivizes them, what inspires them. No, you're not. You gaslight Maybe you're them. you're just lucky. <laughs> That's also rude. I've always found that the harder I work, the more luck I seem to have. The key yeah. to my success has been in identifying talented individuals and harnessing their efforts. So you're a control freak? Oh, I exercise control in all things, Miss Steele. <laughs> it's so gross. It's so. Do we ever? Do we ever find out what he actually does? No. They get that. <laughs> that like, so my notes for this film is a litany of questions that, like, I've, what does he actually do for a living? What, like, what does he do? Like, oh, like, 
Why? Why should we care? Like, I don't know. Like, this film really tries to, in those opening moments, really paint a picture, especially like who she is. We're supposed to believe like oh. she's she's innocent and twee because she went and, and like she's a plain yeah. Jane, right? Can we? Okay, so I have quite a lot to say about that. <laughs> in my summary, <laughs> I almost said about how like so actually, in I think, I think I am the opposite to everything this film wanted the audience to think i feel like it was meant to start off with you thinking oh she's just like you she's just like any normal college graduate girl and she's like and i'm like and then you grow to be like what what are you doing you love and i went the opposite way i started off by thinking she was smug and (laughs) rude (laughs) and and then i grew to like her more um because in the her first line is she's saying also i don't get we can get into this later. Like, I am not a fan of how the relationship between her and her flatmate and her and her mum are written. I find both relationships like, bleh. um, <laughs> but at the start when she's like, "Oh, are you okay? Do you have the questions? Are you taking my car?" Blah blah blah. And she's like, "I've got a GPS and a four point oh GPA." It's like, all right, like <laughs> get over yourself. Like, <laughs> so does she. She's Val Victorian. Like. I I would never talk to a friend like that. I would never be like, eh, excuse me, I have a master's degree. Don't tell yeah. me what to do. And it's like, well, you literally almost forgot the recording device. So get over yourself. <laughs> like her first line made me think, all right. Yeah. Mug bitch. <laughs> like, what, what, I think in that we're supposed to, we, yeah, like the things they show us about like the way she's dressed and she's, she's supposed to be quirky because she's got an old beat up beetle. Oh and no! <laughs> and, but the thing, like, I was really confused as the relationship to who who she was talking to at the beginning. Like, it's mm. it's like I like that's the like it, it it suffers from that problem that a lot of kind of American stuff does, where it's it's older people playing young, and it, mm. it, it and the fact that their apartment for two like oh, students. Of Looks like a kind of bougie East End office. There's like a bike on the wall. There's exposed yeah. brick. I was like, oh, does she work for a magazine? And this <laughs> is like her boss kind of sending her out on on an assignment. And then it's, it's yeah. like, maybe I missed something in the open exchange, but like it's only kind of later on you realize, oh, no, that's, a, that's her mate, Kate. Yeah, exactly. Also, like, I just remembered that for a while in sort of early 2000 films, there was like a spate of people cycling indoors in films. Um, and I think <laughs> like it happens in like Rent and um, actually it happens in a lot of 1960s French films. I think that's what they're trying to like reinvent. It's like, oh, we're so quirky. We cycle indoors. And I'm like, how is your apartment that big? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, her flat's far too huge. Um it's the thing is, it's not necessarily that the actors are older playing younger. It's it's written by older people playing younger, and also this whole thing. It happens in like Fleabag and stuff as well, where we want to see female friendships, where it's all like very kissy, and like there's a bit where she steals her sandwich. If my bet, like all of my flatmates throughout uni and since, 
have been some of like my best friends in the world ever. And if any of them fucking stole my fucking sandwich <laughs> after I'd already offered to make them one, which I probably wouldn't have done either. <laughs> I'd <be> like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck are you doing? You weirdo. Like that just wouldn't happen. But those are the sort of things it's like, oh, we all like snuggle up and we're like totally cool with each other having sex on the sofa. And it's yeah. like, actually, no, that's the thing. Um, but like, you know, all that kind of yeah, and I'm like, Ugh, that's just not what female friendships I feel are really like. Well, I, d- um, I don't think this film gets any relationships, right? <laughs> female like, relationships, or, or any like human relationships. Human relationships, <laughs> like when well it, during that kind of first office meeting, I I I like in my notes it says like, are oh, that like that they are not talking like human like humans. Like they're not no. talking like they are talking like fucking robots or I don't mm-hmm. it's so it's so bizarre and I think I think the the flaw of this really stems down to E.L. James's like source mm. text because apparently it is poorly poorly written that's like yeah. what a lot of people have told me it's kind of the subject matter is salacious but the writing is bad uh, yeah I feel like we should say because we're obviously going to rip right into it it's like obviously this woman has managed in her middle age to completely recreate herself and find herself a millionaire like she's probably a millionaire now and it's like all fair play to el james she is not listening to this podcast we are clearly bitter um <laughs> what the thing so is, like I'm congratulations go- to her now let's rip into her book <laughs> I went into this film kind of going, right, I'm going to try and find stuff in it I can enjoy. And my first note is, oh, that's a pretty good cover of I Put a Spell on You. It kind of like, it got, I was like... And, well, it's Annie uh, Lennox. Exactly. And there's, there's great, like, the music in this. and like, The I soundtrack feel, is actually really good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's that kind of post-the-weekend, like, really, like, sleazy R&B, isn't it? That kind of everything yeah. slow, to, even down to the, like, Beyonce cover that's uh, well, the Beyonce like reworking <laughs> that's done on the. Although saying that, so my my partner who flat out refused to watch this. With me, <laughs> um, even I mean I watched it on my own first of all, and then I was rewatching it just now, and he I mean he flat out refuses to watch a lot of films, um, but he what like you have to walk through our living room between our bedroom and our kitchen, so like he'll walk through every now and then and be like, what is going on? <laughs> and, <laughs> And the sex scene where it's, uh, which is happening to Beyonce's slow down, um, crazy in crazy love. In love mm-hmm. He was like, "Why are they? Why does this feel like they're having sex in a John Lewis advert?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like so, any song slowed down that shouldn't be slowed down, just immediately you think is a John Lewis. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. I'm sure that's what they were going for. There, there's um, there's one scene. I think it's like right, like quite near the end on, on the thing of the soundtrack. I think it might be like one of the later sex scenes in the playroom. That sa- right. sounds like uh, when he flogs her. That that <laughs> sex scene sounds like it is scored by the like title music to Mr. Bean, like you know that kind of like choral like. Oh. Yeah, and it's like, I think it's Sia or something at that point. Oh well, yeah, um, she, like. Well. <laughs> but the rest of the time, it's Danny Elfman. 
Yeah, that, you're that, not far off. That blew that blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, Danny what? Elfman. All right. I thought, like when pulling clips, and you'll probably be able to hear them throughout this mm-hmm. episode in some of the clips. The the music's got this like the Danny Elfman stuff. Mm-hmm. It's got a weird like jauntiness to it. It's got it's <laughs> definitely got a Danny Elfman <coughs> vibe to it. That kind of like, what is this film going for? I feel like that's exactly what Danny Elfman said. They like approached Danny Elfman, like, would you do the scoring for this? And he's like, really? Me? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And he just continued doing the, doing the job, being like, really? Me? Okay. <laughs> that's kind of like, they're all the way through the score. <laughs> so obviously, like, yeah, this is, this is directed by <laughs> Sam Taylor Johnson, who uh, made her directorial mm. debut with nowhere nowhere boy, boy. yeah her like w- which stars her now husband aaron mm. taylor johnson so i i didn't realize this until literally just before we because for some reason i didn't think to look up the director a week ago when i first watched it and then i looked that up and i was like ah right and i don't know how much i'm gonna say about this but like he was how old when they did Nowhere Boy? 18. Seven, 18. She, she was 42. And she was 40. Yeah. Yeah, that just kind of, like if it were the other way around, if it were a 40-year-old guy with an 18-year-old girl, everyone would be like, Ugh, and it's like, yeah. What What feels like bizarre when talking about this film and kind of like looking at Sam Taylor Johnson is one of the like the the kind of a backstory to Christian Grey's kind of yes like yes. the the way the way he is the beast that he is is yes. from a kind of uh a power dynamic like that of of a kind of woman in power in this case it's it's one of his mum's kind of you get the impression yeah. like a kind of a powerful like a woman in power that has kind of taken advantage of him when he was 15 obviously obviously. 15 exactly like and it's like so that is child abuse that is pedophilia Mm -hmm. that is sexual abuse and Mm -hmm. it's like so when i watched that the first time around i was like that's this is like huge this is really heavy Mm -hmm. and it only later on that like uh what's her name anna like says it's like she was a child abuser and i'm like thank you for finally calling it what it is Mm -hmm. um and then yeah, when I when I read that recently, that it was oh, that's the director. Maybe that's why she like I don't I don't know. It's it seems wrong to like because he was eighteen, so like technically, but there is that sort of power dynamic, and it was weird. And it's like, is that maybe why she's maybe not given it as much weight as I feel like it should be given in this film? Mm-hmm. Like, but and, and that seems like a very weighty issue definitely definitely and probably not one that should be delved into on on this podcast especially in regards to sam taylor johnson and aaron taylor johnson because they're still married so they must be yeah they they, They must be we can only assume they're happy exactly exactly it must be consensual on both parts and uh yeah they're loving it uh but what do you yeah what do you make to her direction of this film like is it is it is it put together well is there stuff in there where you go oh, that's actually all right 
I, it's weird. So there are some things, it's like every time something seems to go well, I'm like, oh, that's quite as, and then it suddenly lets me down. Like mm-hmm. that, it kind of goes on a seesaw like that. And bearing in mind when I made these notes, I didn't know it was her making it. And some of it, I don't know. It's like how much of it was in the books and therefore you can't say more out with the books. Um, I'm Scottish, so I say out with. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so one of the things I have written down is uh, contraception, the sort of how contraception is dealt with in general yes. throughout the film. Because there are two sex scenes where, I believe there's two, where like he stops and put a condom on. And I'm like, fair enough. You don't see that often enough in sex scenes yes. in films. And I'm like, well done. That that you showed that you can still have a sex scene with someone putting a condom on and that's not the least sexy thing about the sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm like, exactly, right? Because it's like the only reasons those scenes aren't sexy sex scenes isn't because he stops and put a condom on. Uh but then there's the whole weird thing about her in the contract of him being like, you will see my doctor and you will go on the pill and all this stuff, mm-hmm. which I found kind of odd because it's like, I mean, on the one hand, I'm like, okay, in America, uh, contraception isn't free. If it had been sort of framed as like, I have health insurance, I will make sure you get everything you need to be healthy uh and i will you know hook you up with my doctor because they're good and they'll give you everything you need then fine but it wasn't like that it was like you will go on oral cut and it's like what if she has a blood clotting disorder and can't have oral contraception what if she'd prefer the implant i don't know and it's just it was just little things like that that felt like oddly like it could have been so easily something like really interesting and um progressive but very much went the other way to being quite demanding and i don't know icky icky is the word isn't it yeah well let, let let's talk about his kind of behavior in in the early stages of this film because obviously they have that first meeting where it's kind of <laughs> It's 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 got some. You're so hung up on that first interview. I am. Well, like the way they, the way, the way she's portrayed, where it's like, is she really gonna fall through a door to kind of show us that she's supposed to be like vulnerable? Oh, I'd about that. And clutchy. And oh, I think I'd actually removed that from my brain. Um, God, I'm delving into things that were just more personal to me, and then I forgot. There's the simple, like the whole, like, oh, I'm such a klutz. It's like, oh, she can't be pretty and also graceful because that makes her a bitch. We'll need to make her clumsy because um, that's the only way women can be sexy on screen is if they're falling over or like eating a burger. That's that's the only thing. <laughs> and like, cause obviously they get they they get caught in. Do they do they do they kiss on that first meeting? Am I am I getting things confused? Is this when they like? throw themselves and oh, no, it's later on when they throw themselves no it's later the... on so the first time they're in and they go into the lift and it's like goodbye and we're meant to feel like there's sexual chemistry there and i didn't feel any sexual chemistry at all it was like all right bye thanks for the interview um and then the second time 
they're going into a lift and it's like oh you need to sign the contract and he's like fuck the contract and they start making out and then other people get in the lift and they have to stop Whoa. and again i was kind of like oh they're kissing i didn't feel that was about to come <laughs> Like, what, how how they try and convey to us as well that she is like deeply attracted to him that first time she leaves the office is just the shot of her that like can only be described like she looks like she's coming she kind of like kind of like throws her <laughs> head hyperventilating kind of, yeah she's like <gasps> like kind of like jolts her body that that is the audio equivalent of the kind of movement she does because it's like i was like okay we like there's subtler ways to kind of do is it playing with the kind of tension like would yeah, have been there's better. no tension no like I, I, as that clip i played showed you like the dialogue is massively stilted it's like yeah and you get the impression that like she is she feels even younger than what she's like 21 like she yeah she feels like a kind of like 15 year old and then we get to the point where they like eventually do have sex and we find out she's a virgin which for mm. me like I'm, I'm, I'm not a prudish guy but like i was like this feels even more icky than it already does because yeah. it's yeah he is like and it, I, I, it feels like what it's doing is it's not just being uh i don't know ab abusive to her it's abusive to the audience as well because it's kind of lull, lull, mm. lulling the audience into this thing of like oh this is like a, a relationship you could have or like isn't this the ultimate fantasy yeah. it's like oh no he is like abusing the fact that she doesn't she's never had any sexual experience she doesn't know exactly i 100 percent agree and especially and this is what i mean in terms of the whole like if you're gonna do like submissive dominant you know that kind of relationship like he starts off by saying because she's like, well, how do I know what I like? And he's like, well, you know, what have you liked in sex before? And then we'll talk about that. And she's like, well, I've never had sex or any kind of sexual encounter before, so I don't know. And rather than him, because his initial conversation of being like, let's have a conversation about what you like, and we'll build on that from there, which to me does sound like would be a kind of normal, healthy discussion to have before going into that kind of thing. Instead, it's like, he hears, oh, I've never had any kind of sexual encounter. So he's like, okay, I'll have sex with you once. And now I'll expect you to make a whole ton of decisions mm -hmm. of that one encounter. Yeah. And it just seems like, it, again, it goes so close to being like, oh, this could be, I could see how this could be a nice like thing. And, and then it's like, oh, and then it veers off into abusive and weird. <laughs> Mm. well yeah because we kind of like we get these moments like it, obviously she's done the she's done the interview with him that's that's gone stop dwelling on the interview petros move on um <laughs> oh no but i actually think i have some stuff to say about the interview <laughs> no oh the whole line about like what made it what made you fall in love with with english literature was it jane austen or well and i'm just like i just wrote book <laughs> which is yeah, we get, we get that whole thing as well. Like his PA comes in, like your your next meeting is is ready. He's like, cancel it. I'm not done with this one. And then like literally five seconds, she's like, no, nah, I'm kind I'm kind of done. I've asked if you're gay. Like I've kind of yeah. Like... She's so rude in that interview. Cause it, so like actually, when you said 
oh, she comes off like she's 15. I don't know, because I feel like if I were a 21, 21-year-old me or 15-year-old me going in to interview someone who's super busy, and I'm like interviewing them for like my school newspaper, what a thing, I'd be like super, like she just seems like, oh, I don't give a shit, I don't care, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this guy's busy. Like your friend has trusted you with mm-hmm. this thing. Like take it a little bit seriously. They're, like I kind of got really annoyed with her. Like <laughs> you're being so. It's like oh maybe you're just lucky. Oh, uh, and I'm like you're being such a stroppy teenager. Like I'm surprised he's not like all right, fuck off then. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you know. But then obviously she must have done something right because he spends the kind of like the next half hour of the film essentially stalking her right so like turn i mean maybe that's it because he wants to punish her for being stroppy but i don't think that's what we i think we were meant to get the whole oh she's just like Mm strong-willed and you know jane austeny and it's oh i hate that whole yeah it's it's bizarre right because we're supposed to like believe that she is almost like this deer in a headlights like kind of up against this like monster truck of sexual energy and like bdsm <laughs> coming towards her and like frightened by it all but the, as you said yeah. like you get this impression that she's kind of like, whatever i work in a hardware store like come on <laughs> like like what is that about as well why is she working in a hardware store right okay i've got some thoughts on the hardware store right first of all i think i would really love to work in a hardware yeah. store yeah, yeah. i for a long time have found um those kind of shops you basically you know when you go into shops where like they have lots of boxes of the same things like haberdasheries and Mm. hardware stores i find hugely satisfying places to be in (laughs) like seeing a crate of like taps i think is kind of fun yep um (laughs) or like a crate of plugs or like lots of like i don't know i just think it's nice to see lots of the same thing in one place or or just being able to have the knowledge to kind of like someone needs to fix something kind of Oh, you're gonna need this. You, oh, you need yeah. You need the quarter inch. Don't worry, I, I got you. I got you. Pull <laughs> the quarter inch. Yeah, got, got a little. Doesn't refer to anything in particular. Got, got a little pencil inch. behind your ear and a tape measure on your belt. Just yeah. being like, don't worry, I got you sorted. I got you sorted. Come on over here. I love, I love being in those kind of shops. I love having a reason to go to those kind of shops. Mm-hmm. So I think I kind of part of me gets like. I'm happy she works in a hardware store. It's better than her working for like a magazine or like somebody's PA or like an architect or whatever. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those. Um, but thing I maybe should have asked some um American friends before this. So he asks for masking tape and she gives him gaffer tape. Or like electrical tape, right? Yeah. Like, uh... But masking tape is different. Oh, masking that, tape you would not use to bind anyone, right? Masking tape exactly it breaks immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, masking <laughs> tape's like if you if you want to cut in, cut cut in a, a ceiling or, or do you know what I mean, like the wall. Yeah, like, you wanna, you're you doing wanna, like some painting yeah. and you want to like strip off a bit, like some fine yeah. detailing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but that that is the thing. Like, yeah. So he basically it, the only thing I can imagine is why she works in a hardware store is so he can come in and kind of like we get the allusions to his kind of like. Is he, oh yeah, yeah. Is yeah, he a yeah. serial killer? Is he a sex demon? Like, because he yeah. kind of comes in with his shopping list of what is it? Is cable, cable ties, ties masking, masking tape, tape, apparently, and rope. 
And like, I think there she makes a remark, right? She kind of says to him, like, what are you, a serial killer? And he's like... Yeah, you're the full serial killer, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, uh, not today. And I was like, that is the thing. This, this film mm. flirts too long with the idea that it's oh, going to yeah. be like a... Uh, like a night, like a a real nineties, like erotic thriller, and it's like, yeah. uh, if it was that, if this is kind of like sex and death, I'm kind of all about that. I've been like on a big uh, <laughs> Brian De Palma binge at the moment, and I stupidly right. watched uh, Body Double on on Friday, right. and then like watched this over the weekend. So I'm kind of like, I've seen what an erotic thriller can be. And then I said yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey. This film gave me huge... Well, this is my... Well, so it gave me huge American Psycho vibes, um, which I also read that book, and it's one of the few books... So a couple of years ago, um, I was sitting in a, in a bar reading a book by myself, and a guy tried to chat me up, and he was like, so what are you reading? I was like, American Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the book to chat with. And I was like, fuck off. Um, also a disgusting book that I don't think I even finished. I got like three quarters of the way through it. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to finish this book. Um, but yeah, I watched that film recently on my own for some reason. Um, and it, it just kind of got me thinking about like so much of like all the red flags about this guy, like from his mom, from her mom and her friend, like especially her friend are all just kind of like blown away mm-hmm. because he's rich. Yep, And it's like, if this guy was like, he could still be an attractive guy. I mean, I guess that's the sort of like streetcar named desire thing. Like the sort of like, oh, he's like, if he were like poor or whatever, working class and like rough around the edges, you know, you could still find that hot if he's attractive. But you're kind of like, oh, he's dangerous. But because he's rich and is like, I'll buy you clothes. I'll take you in a helicopter. I'll give you an apartment. It's like, oh, well, obviously you do everything he says. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's so dangerous that we're just like, well, he's he's got lots of money so we can overlook all this other crap. And well, it, be like, it's real it's world dangerous, say. right? It's kind of like, it's that thing of like, it is those people as we've kind of like, and this film obviously came out in 2015 and was like the, the books written before, but it, it very much plays with something that obviously like the Me Too movement really shone a light on, on that thing of mm, men in mm-hmm. like moneyed men in power really fucking taking advantage of women. And yeah, this, like, yeah. This is like Me Too, um, the fucking movie. But like, well, this is the thing. It's like, this is why, but what I find nerve wracking about it is like things like American Psycho have cu- came along so, came, came along way like that's based in the 80s mm-hmm. and it's like so we've known about this and it's just like if anything i'm more like nervous about that kind of thing it's like there's so many instances where she's like alone with this guy and it's like she could fully disappear like no one would know where she mm-hmm. was but because it's like he makes she makes so many comments about the fact about how clean he is mm-hmm. this is something i also find as like i always i think is a little it's like shaming of the BDSM thing. It's like, oh, it's oh, it's not like it's not like normal BDSM people. They're dirty. That's dirty. That's sleazy. No, no, he's nice and clean. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's different with him. And I'm like, that doesn't make it different. It certainly doesn't make it better. But like, like that way of 
differentiating it from other sort of stuff you might have heard of. Yeah. Well, um, like, he, he, he's like, long. he's what they're like, his red flags waving constantly with this guy. Like, <laughs> I think it's very early on when it's in the hardware store or like, I think it's at the photo shoot, perhaps, and like any like male, yeah, it's at the photo shoot, right? Because mm. we, we're introduced to Jose early on as well, which I thought like I kind of wrote in my yeah. notes like, ah, oh, this is going to be some conflict throughout the story, and it's kind of like he's introduced, he's in two other scenes, and then we never see him again. <laughs> see him again? <laughs> I was like, okay, that's that's. Bye bye, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Jose, you're going to be in this. Exactly. Film. Because, like, yeah, she, like, he's there asking any, like, male that she has interacted with. He's seen her, like, interact. Yeah. He's just going, so is that your boyfriend? Are you fucking the guy you work with at the hardware store? It's like, if, like, if, 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 if I was dating anyone who, like, kind of was questioning me, or, like, like, went on a date yeah. with someone and they were questioning me like that on the first date, I'd be like, you know what? I ain't got any time for business. this. Yeah. yeah. Like, like it, yeah. Do you know what? Chad from the hardware store, we had a real fucking crazy one on the Christmas day and I let him put a <laughs> finger in my bum. That's like, that, that. it is what it is, yeah. Christian. Leave me the fuck alone. Like, even yeah. if I have, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, Jose, they might have hooked up during university. What a fucking big deal is it, Christian? Leave her alone. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, I do feel bad for the guy who's like, and he's like, oh, can we try one with you smiling? And everyone's like, oh, my God, you asked him to smile. It's like, he's getting his fucking picture taken. Like, yeah. why aren't you smiling? Why are you also, it, it took me a second watch to get the whole thing of like, oh, they're taking his picture because they can't get clearance for other pictures. I'm like, if you were able to get clearance to have an interview with the busiest man in business, apparently, I'm pretty sure they have like a stock photo that they like send people to use for stuff like that like you it, don't have to have a whole on photo shoot for the guy he's got a fucking press release right he's got like yeah. he, he's got a, i don't know a photo bucket or they're, they're sent like a photo bucket account where they're like yeah just download these or whatever yeah he's definitely yeah. got some promo pictures. i mean i use. guess it's like him trying to be like oh well it's i mean i, I think if he didn't fancy her he'd be like i'll send you the photo bucket and he's like, oh, well, this is another excuse to see you. But then there was a bit of me that was like, Jose, why are you taking a picture of him in front of a grey background? Taking a picture of him in front of the campus, the university. Yeah, this just suppose... seems like a waste of time. <laughs> well, he is Mr. Grey after all. Um, well, that... Right. <laughs> so we then, like, they go out for coffee and I've got a clip of them okay. talking once he saves her from nearly being hit by a speeding car. Do you have a girlfriend? Is that it? I don't do the girlfriend thing. What is that? Watch it! <laughs> I'm not the man for you. You should steer clear of me. I have to let you go. Goodbye, Mr. Gray. Oh, so this, like, this is somebody she has met, like, two, three times? Like, 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 not even had, I don't know, at this point has said maybe a hundred words to each other. Do you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. like, 
it's 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 so dramatic that music as well like if i didn't know it was danny elfman i'd be like this is library music that they just wheel out for every hallmark movie i think i think it's danny elfman being like i guess we'll do some kind of like pendulum motif like some kind of times ticking motif i guess i don't know um i see what he was trying to do um (laughs) but like to be to be fair like i can see how that situation where it's like oh we might never see each other again because he's so like famous and blah 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 we're different worlds like how that could be dramatic but and as much as like i think both actors I have never seen them look less attractive than they do look in this film. I think they're both very attractive actors. But in this film, I don't think either of them look their best. Mm -hmm. And I don't think either of them really have that tension between them at all. So so let's talk about the chemistry between uh, Dakota Johnson and Jamie Dornan. Like, it's non-existent, right? It's really not. It's really, yeah. And I was really disappointed because, like, I have seen far more chemistry, like, on most sitcoms and things like that. Like, shows that aren't meant to be sexy. Like, and and this film is just like, oh, this is meant to be the sexiest film where it's like, oh, they want each other, but they can't have each other because they don't know how they feel and it's conflicting. And I'm like... I feel like like they could just walk past each other on the street and not care. Like mm, you, I don't know. And you would have thought I've for... had more sexual tension with like I don't know a coat stand than yeah. <laughs> and what you would have thought is there would have been tons of screen tests. They would have kind of like matched yeah. in and out loads of different like actors to be like, oh, who is the kind of like who is the who who are the two people we have in a room together where it's like fucking yeah. I, can't, I almost can't look at them because the sexual tension is so fucking strong yeah there actually is an snl sketch that's basically that where they have you seen that no. i've not watched it since then but they they do this every now and then whenever a film like that comes out where they do like screen tests and they do lots of impressions of celebrities and they get like random celebrities to screen test for it that wouldn't work but i honestly think like any of those actors would have more chemistry than they do because when because when they suddenly are like oh and then they rip off each other's clothes in the elevator i'm like oh oh okay sure <laughs> i didn't see that coming like fine well, I, I i'm trying to figure out like who would be a better like ca- mm. casting for this and like i don't know because i think i think what what works about this in a way for a lot of people is that they were both fairly unknowns at the time right and i guess that right that's what they're trying to go for as well is for people to to get 100 percent believability in this to kind of get mm. lost in the fantasy that is 50 shades you kind yes. of need unfamiliar faces to some degree but i don't know i even think because we get a small part by rita aura in this oh yeah as as, as christian's sister which like <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on with that family. Uh, but, well, he's um, adopted, isn't he? Yeah, and uh-huh. I, I'm going to assume she is as well, I just because know, yeah. she is of like, like, uh, dual heritage. 
And yeah, the, and um, they're two very white people are her are his parents. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's all I got. And I imagine when we get to parts two and three, she, I think, I, I believe she might have more to do. I'm not sure. Seeing yeah. as I don't know, I don't know where this is going. So I'm, I'm only speculating. That, I that don't know how I would see because it's hard to know. Because I, so I, I do think Jamie Dornan is uh, attractive, mm-hmm. and but I've not seen him really in a lot of stuff, to be honest. I just, I've seen him in interview. I like him as, do you know what this is? I think both actors I've seen in interviews and I think I like both actors as people. Yes. But I've not liked any films they've been in. Well, obviously Dakota <laughs> Johnson. Both actors as people I think are probably top people. <laughs> Dakota Johnson absolutely fucking owned Ellen, which is like one of like the best right. things I've ever seen where she kind of like outs her for, being like oh you didn't invite me to your birthday party like, <gasps> oh yes i did see that I she fucking, is good in that i fucking did ellen you like yeah bag. yes <laughs> and actually there are a couple of moments in this film where i've given her a credit where i thought she has delivered some lines very well i would say this this is a <laughs> this is something i i say of a lot of um plays i go to see and <laughs> films i've seen where i think actors do the actors do fairly well with a very bad script Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, there's a couple of times where to go to Johnson, I'm like, that was a very funny read of that line. Well done. <laughs> like when she's drunk, and she says, "I will launder this item," and I'm like, "Yeah, I can imagine you saying that." Fair yeah. enough. Well done. <laughs> so that scene when when, when she is drunk again, like we get more red flags, right? Because he. He just comes out of nowhere, and it's like she's a student, grad, like celebrating her graduation, her final exams. Like, let her go get drunk. Yeah, well, and he called, like, she calls him because she like she flirts with the idea of deleting his number, and then calls him, mm. and he insists that she goes home because she's been drinking. And then, like you said, yeah, he turns up out of nowhere. Uh, Jose shoots his shot, doesn't he? He kind of says like, mm. "I fancied you since we first met," and like he's kind of like laughed at by by Anastasia, and then mm. like she like ah uh, she fucking faints, and that's oh, kind that's of like so, scene close. So bad, oh. like that never happens. It never ha- and it certainly never happens like that. If a girl is that blackout drunk. Like it is way messier than that. And nobody like, says I'm gonna faint and then faints, yeah. right? Like you just fucking no. faint. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. And it's like I kind of it's like they're trying to do this again, they're trying to do a thing and then they don't fully do it and it comes off worse. Where like Jose's like, Oh, we're gonna do this, we're gonna kiss and she's like, Oh, I don't know and he like goes in for the kiss and then like um christian comes in he's like she said no and i guess that's meant to be a sort of like yeah you defend her honor and like yeah no means no kind of thing but like then he goes and does 10 times worse to her of her being like no i don't think i do want you to like take away my free will and he's like but be open-minded and it's yeah. like he is 10 times worse than what jose is in that scene well and, it, and it, yeah his his kind of like uh 
I don't know, saving her from that situation is by taking her back to his apartment. Yeah. And like, yeah, which is super creepy. Making her wake up thinking she may have had sex and kind of joking about it, being like, well, I'm not into necrophilia. And it's like. That's also a weird line. <laughs> it's fucking. <laughs> and then. And then we get, like, one of the fucking, like, weirdest power plays ever when he says this. If you were mine, you wouldn't be able to sit down for a week. (laughs) What does that mean? I gotta go take a shower. And it's followed by him. He does that. He takes off his shirt, says if Mm. you were mine, you wouldn't be able to sleep for a week. She's, She's dumbfounded. He leaps onto the bed and just, like, takes a bite of her toast, which is a fucking weird flex, man. What is it with people eating each other's food in this film? Like, first her friend eats her sandwich, and then this guy eats her toast. I'd be so pissed off. Well, this is a guy who's a supposed, like, clean freak. Doesn't like people touching him, but he's more than happy yeah. to get up in someone's business and eat their fucking slice of toast. So, yeah. Especially after, like, you, you, you must eat Anastasia. You drank last night, and I cannot be with somebody who is inebriated. You must eat food like fucking robot. And, like, you, you vomited on your clothes, so I'm getting you new clothes. And it's like, well, nobody asked you to do any of that. Just You should have just taken her home. Told her flatmate, hey, fl- you, you need to take your friend home. I'll pay for you to get a taxi home. Take- yeah, that's, that's all that really needed to be done there. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking weird, right? And then is that, 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 that when, they, when they leave, right, that's when, because he's talking about the, he starts talking about like the written consent. He, he, he then starts floating the idea, right, of, of, of the kind of contract that would be involved. Um, the contract scene, I think, is possibly one of my favourites because it left me... Because basically, when you don't, under, you don't know the person who's written it. So it could be that the person... This is probably what it is, that the person who's written it is thinking anal fisting is the the most severe thing that could happen <laughs> actually in BDSM. So her being like fisting is off the table and it's like cool. I think from their point of view it's like and for what they think the audience's point of view is is they're like great. Fisting is off the table. Everything else will be just like nice like slow tapping with a feather. But from my point of view it's like okay, I imagine there's this contract with literally every single sexual activity on the planet written down and the only thing she's crossed off is fisting and i'm like so to me that makes me think that anastasia is up for like a whole ton of stuff yeah and yeah so uh, like whilst we've been chatting i've been trying to find what like the contract like if there is i imagine like there is uh uh oh there's an a actual PD- template yeah well like what the like it, it must be written in the book right of what the ah uh. of of what the actual contract and it seems i don't know it seems like i'm gonna either have to fucking pay for something or like get, get like <laughs> or down like download it onto my laptop which i don't i don't particularly want I to don't, do i doubt the 
I think it's just probably the sections that she reads out, but like mm-hmm. not probably the whole, because this is what I mean. I'm like, what else? If that's all she's disagreed to, disagreed on, what has she agreed to? Yeah. Like, because to me, there feels like there's so much that could be far worse. <laughs> well, um, uh, yeah, but even before we get to them reading out the contract, which is like a scene that, I think needs a lot of attention because it's, it's it's shot weirdly. It's a very weird setting, but we yeah. get like again. He does all this fucking weird shit with her. They kiss in the elevator. And oh he, yeah. Like his whole thing is just like he he's he's abusive, and then he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna pick you up from work, and we're gonna go in a helicopter, and I'm gonna fly you around the Seattle." So like. It's, it's like yeah. it's all forgiven it's all forgiven and then i'm gonna take you back to my apartment and put this upon you what's this it's a non-disclosure agreement it means that you cannot discuss anything about us with anyone i'm afraid my lawyer insists on it i'd never talk to anyone about us anyway Are you gonna make love to me now? <laughs> oh no, I know what's coming. Two things. First, I don't make love. I fuck hard. <laughs> and the second thing. So that's when he shows her the playroom, which. Uh, got... Oh, and I hear the echo, the music in the back that you're referring to. No, that's not even the re- that's not even the music I'm referring oh. to. I, I, I oh. don't I, I don't have a clip of that. I, I really should have got a clip of that music because it's 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 even more prominent in the scene because it's like right. a near on silent scene apart from gasps of her being flogged and like right. leather hitting skin. With the Mr. Bean theme playing <laughs> over the top at full volume. <laughs> but yeah, like the whole, the non disclosure agreement, I get what she means. She's like, oh, you're a businessman. You don't want it going out in the press. You don't want me like selling my story to like some tabloid. I get that. And then he's like, no, 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 that's not what this is about. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's it, silly. What, it's very like- silly. And when he says, and I, fuck it's like i'm glad she did laugh but i would have full-on laughed in his face no i would have left i would have left. <laughs> well left also but like... one line that did get a laugh out of me is when he says like this is my playroom she's like oh what you got like an xbox and stuff like that in there and it's like yeah like that 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 is like it, it, it kind of broke the tension for me for like what is quite yeah. a, a stuffy film really for something that's supposed to be like sex yeah. is weirdly like quite buttoned up and stuffy mm. and so what what do you make of the playroom charlie i got i gotta get your opinions on this kind of uh, the, the pleasure dome that he has there i feel like it's quite repetitive looking there's lots of canes and i'm like do you really need that many mm-hmm. they all look very similar is it because he needs backup in case he breaks one that was I was very distracted by that thought. I felt like you actually 
I was like, okay, we're going to go into this room and we're going to see all of these things. And literally all we saw was a shelf of canes. And I was like, all right, I was expecting, I was expecting a bit more than that. Um, Yeah. I don't want to be like prudish or anything like that. Like I kind of like, I, I do like to think I'm sexually adventurous in some but I find the whole thing of like when you have to start like when you've got a room in your house and you've got like mm. you've got tons of equipment, it kind mm. of for me like like you like it, it takes some of the excitement out of it, right? When it's like it kind of <laughs> it feels like forced fun. It feels like New Year's yeah. Eve, where it's like organized we've, fun yeah we gotta yeah. go in here and we gotta do business baby it's like, well, what, like yeah. where's romance where's a bit of like a, a bit of spontaneity in the situation like yeah it's, 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 weird. it's like the first time you go to somebody's house like a middle-class family's house and they're like this is the rumpus room like yeah. this is the tv room the room where the children are allowed to be and i'm like wow you have a separate room in your house like <laughs> for that <laughs> like it's that kind of like all right it's but this is but this is what i mean about like the sort of the fact that he's rich it's like you know takes her out in this helicopter and all that stuff to remind the audience and to remind her that he's super rich and therefore this is super exciting and therefore him having a secret room in his like penthouse apartment that's like for sexy times it's like ooh, that's cool but if you just went to a regular guy's house, like a regular flat, and he had a whole room just for that, the like you'd be like, "Oh, fuck off!" Oh like, yeah, if, if, yeah. You flicked a switch and a red light came on, and then yeah, like, do you know what I mean? If there if there was like if you went around a guy's house and he owned he owned two dildos. You'd probably be like, "This is exactly. fucking weird." Do you know what I mean if you went to yeah. like I don't know a flat in Bermondsey and a guy was like, "Ah, uh, uh, you uh, you got a flat, mate? I see you got a spare room. No, come in here." And it's like I don't know a lava lamp and a couple of dildos. Like, I'm fucking getting out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be murdered. Do you know what I mean I'm gonna be? Yeah. I'm gonna be living exactly. in a pit. I'm gonna be living in a pit and be made to put lotion on my skin before I'm skinned alive. Okay. <laughs> But the thing is, the thing is, technically, like, for people, for couples that are into that, or, like, not couples, even, like, relation, like, people who are in relationships where that's what they do, it could be a perfectly healthy, loving, Mm -hmm. safe, consexual, BDSM sexual relationship they're having in that room. But for, but to put that on film would seem like, Oh no, that's that's not okay. That's not that's not that's not allowed. But it's somehow much more acceptable mainstream if it's somebody who's been traumatized as a child and just and force forcing a virgin young woman into a situation, that's all okay because he's rich. Like yeah. that's I find really messed up. Mm-hmm. Well th- yeah, and this leads to the first sex scene, which probably like this I think this line goes to how unsexy this film is. She 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 admits that she is a virgin and he says, Oh, it's time to rectify the situation. Mm. And like her 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 response as well is supposed to be like oh like oh am I am I am I the situation? It's supposed to be sexy. <laughs> and it's like that nah, like it's not sex that's not sexy. 
Like it doesn't. Yeah. You don't watch that and go, oh, oh. I, do you know I mean, it'd be like being. I tell you, your bedroom talk being like. Oh, I've got to file these papers in, in, <laughs> in the admin. basement. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh. Got to, we've got to execute this meeting now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's just, oh, it's all God. admin. It's not fun. My other thing, I just realized, like, if somebody, <laughs> even someone with a big apartment like that, if he showed me a playroom like that, which has like a four poster bed in it as well somewhere, like there's lots of rooms within that room. There's the room where like this, the, the, um, the the scaffold gets brought down that she gets chained to and then there's like double the four poster bed and like the room with all the canes in it yeah there's, there's a chesterfield as, as well right like yeah, 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 chesterfield. yeah that they've stolen from like an old pub in soho <laughs> um and it's like i think even if that even with all this, i'd be like what a waste of um like space like i'd be like we could put like we've got spare rooms we could put this in like mm-hmm. we could have like i don't know a crafts room in here. <laughs> we could have another study we could have a dining room like what a it just we could have a swimming pool like what a waste of a space yeah. i feel yeah you could have a sauna in there joe we could really have some you could have a sauna you could have like a steam room a spa yeah even meantime. if they had some massage tables in there it's like it could double up as something a bit sexy, but also a spa room. Exactly. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of t- change the light in. Do you know what I mean? Get some kind of shutters <laughs> and some some drapes to put over the real hardcore sex equipment, and get a couple of yeah, yeah get a couple throw of pillows. And it just, I feel like I'd be annoyed about you know him be like, oh, this is my playroom, and I'm like, you know, you've got enough space oh, yeah, like, and you look, could really do something with this room <laughs> the thing is with a room like that is like you, I don't, it's the admin of it all as well do you yeah. know what i mean like the like that is the thing like uh, there's nothing like uh unsexier than like clay like imagine cleaning a room like that do you know what i mean like the dust the dust in oh. that room because you're not using all those canes in oh, one go exactly yeah yeah like, yeah and you can't like I feel like you can't really like you know, um like bleach things in the moment. And it's yeah, as you say, it's the admin. You kind of you would need to make sure it was so you would need to hire someone to make sure it was cleaned. And it's like could you imagine someone like cleaning that? Like paying a maid to clean that. I, I reckon what he does is he, he he gets maids and you know like when they when people get to like build these secret rooms in people's houses. Mm. He kind of like gets a maid and then like as they finish, he like chokes them out and then like disposes of them because he's really wealthy because he's like, nobody could know about this. Do you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, like, all <laughs> these people who are apparently having all these NDAs, like, or, or are you just sleeping with them? I don't know. Like, yeah, I just, I find that, yeah. <laughs> There's lots of running in that scene as well, isn't it? That montage about the contract. They're all going out for runs all the time. Yeah, uh, well, one of the things that f- <laughs> I fucking hate about this film is that, <laughs> like, and I think it's, it's really fucking lazy in films, is yep. text and email conversations that yeah. like, appear on screen. It's like, yeah. you don't know how, like, this is, this is sloppy. This is like, not like, it's, you don't know how to kind of make, make what works on the page work well on on yeah. screen and like the thing is like 
I've got a fairly big TV, but like I still had to kind of pause it, and, like <laughs> get a bit closer to read some of it as well because it's fucking tiny. It's like I don't. Again, it's like I. This is the thing. It's like who is this film made for? I'm assuming it's made for middle aged, like women wanting to just like get their rocks off to Jamie Dornan. That's what I'm assuming, right? I don't think they want to have admin. I don't think they want to have to sit and read and like ma- pause the screen halfway through to read what's going on. Surely, but, I don't, like. But the thing is, I think the people this is made for, they assume they don't give a fuck about that stuff. All they care, they don't care about the drama of it all. They just kind of want the the titillation and the kind of like, mm. oh, I want to see Fifty Shades of Grey, like. Because uh, I, yeah. I, I worked at a cinema when this film came out. <gasps> oh, no. And it, God, it, what was that like? It was just waves and waves of, like, your mum's mates. Do you, and I mean, that is a broad <laughs> term. Just, like, kind of, like, <laughs> a lot of, like, Sharon's and a lot of, like, Tracy's. Right. Like, no offence if, like, there's anyone in your family or anyone listening. Like, oh, my mum's name's Sharon or Tracy. But, like, in Crawley, that is a kind of, like, a very specific... <laughs> kind of woman and i remember there was like kind of i there must have been ghost stories throughout like the whole of of the country when this film came out especially in cinemas there was a a thing that like one of the ushers found a cucumber in one of the screens and i find that really (sighs) but this is but this is what i don't get i'm like so much of this film made me like clothes my knees tighter like it's just like so much of this film made me like like and just kind of you know if i saw if any of my friends found this attractive i'd be like red flag like this isn't the guy for you so i find it it kind of makes me kind of sad that for so many women this was like a big sexual release and i'm like really yeah really there's so because there's other films out there that are surely like even just the chemistry between actors and other films is more sexual than the sex scenes in these films well, yeah there's like like to, to link it to danny elfman that i would mm. say batman returns is a far sexier yeah. film do you know what i mean like <laughs> it's all like the the mummy do you know what I mean the brendan oh. fraser film the mummy is like kind of okay. like it's, it's like it's kind of I, I imagine for a lot of people it was like a, a kind of bisexual sexual awakening well, how sexy well this is, is this is what a lot of my uh bisexual friends have said that the mummy is like the bisexual awakening but also a lot of like i put um like the the mummy is for a lot of my male friends a sexual awakening. I do, I personally I feel like it was made for teenage boys mm-hmm. and for some bisexual women it awoke them. I don't think it was necessarily for heterosexual women. Like for instance, like my my fiance is in love with um what's Rachel Vice, and I think it's because he was into history when he was twelve. That film was made <laughs> for him, and there's like. <laughs> the geeky archaeologist sexy woman and then lots of other sexy women and then i've often found that guys who really were into the mummy when they were like 12 13 graduated then to that other rachel vice film 
which is set in the World War II, I think in Russia, where there's like a really weird sex scene that like you don't, I think you see her boobs, but the sex scene takes place under a blanket. Like, I think they graduate from the mummy mm -hmm. to that. And then they're like, okay, now we're teenagers and we watch sexy films. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's a lot of guys I know my age who like Rachel Weisz, like that has been their trajectory. Um, but I would necessarily, like for me as a teen, like I, like that wasn't for me, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I think if, if we're going down that route of talking about things, I think you have to go earlier. And maybe that's the problem. It's like the 90s were a, was a shallow time for heterosexual women, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Like, if I had to pick a sexual awakening, it would be like Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones or Star Wars. I think Harrison Ford is the most handsome man <laughs> in the world ever. Um, I love Indiana Jones and uh, Raider, Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite. This is also a controversial opinion I have. I've shared on other film threads. Um, I think Temple of Doom is the worst Indiana Jones film, including Crystal Skull. Whoa, 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 whoa! I've I, I haven't seen any of them in a long time, so I can't, I can't, uh, I, 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 I don't want to pull on that thread too much. But like, a lot I know of people are going to bold... be like, lost respect for this woman now. But I think. If I may <laughs> defend myself. Raiders, so Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite films ever altogether. Um, I love that film. I love the relationship um, between the him and, um, God, what's that actress's name? Ah, she's in Scrooge as well. Uh, Carrie Allen? Yes, yes, Karen Allen. Um, and Last Crusade I also love like a very close second but that's also because i lived in venice and i like got very excited about working out where all of it was filmed so people would come visit me and i'm like this is actually the library but it's actually a church and they're like we're not here to see this charlie and i'm like yeah but it's exciting um and i just hate temple of doom i hate it but the one thing i like about crystal skull is that marion comes back because yeah. i love that original romance they have in Raiders. So that's why I put it above um, Temple of Doom. Okay. Um, Sexier films then? Sexier films than Fifty Shades of Grey as well, right? Exactly. They're all sexier films, and especially Raiders, because it's like there's that they kind of like are annoyed at each other. You still have that kind of conflict. It's still a little bit problematic, but ultimately it's hot. Um, yeah. So. I. Yeah. Let's let's yeah let's get back to this uh, this this. Let's get off my sexual fantasies and back on Fifty See, Shades of Grey. Oh. <laughs> well, there's a lot of stuff in this that kind of like there's a lot of just deliberating whether she's going to sign the contract or not. And yeah, I guess a scene yeah. we really need to talk about and like, don't know, we, we we've kind of like skipped. Yeah, so they have that like first sex scene where like <laughs> it like again it's like i'm not i'm not not talking about it to be prudent but there's like not really a lot to talk about because it is very it all feels very chaste right all the sex scenes in this yeah. feel very like tame and it's like what you get the yeah. you get you maybe get like the i don't know the the whisper of a shaft at one point like as he's about <laughs> to pull it out of his 
out of his trousers and it's all a bit like yeah and like there's some there's some good bum shots mm -hmm. and it's but i feel like yep yeah, these women have paid to come to the cinema let's see a little bit she is full frontal naked a lot of the time she is like walking about everything out um hairless completely which <laughs> also surprises me for someone who's like no i've never had sex before and i don't care about any man i certainly don't care about you but i'm smooth as a coot like it's just like <laughs> all right um but i mean if that's what makes you happy there's like little little sort of teases of things one of, i've written shibari down here so he does there's a, like a little hints of shibari here and there yeah but not only only like oh i've tied a knot around your wrist it's like you could be a boy scout and do that like it's yeah and it's, and it's done with like it's done with like um i don't know like i was gonna say felt that's the wrong thing it's done with like a chiffon or something do you know what i mean it's like kind of done with like <laughs> not a, like not a very durable like material it's not done with ropes or like it like yeah get a bit of like I mean, rope play regular sort yeah it's like sort of weird sort of cord rope that you would maybe use for wrapping like a christmas present mm. um i did ask a friend of mine um just before this i'd actually written in my notes before call i'm not gonna say her name um because a friend of mine that i used to work with does do shibari classes um which is i thought was really cool and she did invite me once and i was like super up <laughs> at one point and then covid started and i was like this isn't covid safe um and um i messaged her being like what do you think of the shibari not quite shibari scenes but like references to it in the film um and she hadn't seen it which was and i'm annoyed that i didn't give her more time to watch it and give me her <laughs> feedback because i would have loved her professional opinion well, hope, on this. <laughs> hopefully she can report back when we get to uh 50 shade the darker. second the second film Perfect. i will definitely make sure because i would love to hear her thoughts on the like the bondage and stuff in this film. <laughs> well there, there's there's like there, yeah so there's there's some like real fucking um bits we probably shouldn't skip over is the fact we get that they go for like a country walk and we find out that like he's had 15 women previous that have been his mm. kind of sex pets he's mm -hmm. his backstory is that he was abused as a teen by one of his mum's mates mm. and <laughs> that's horrific yeah. like if you read this in the news you'd be like that is horrible what a terrible terrible life this person has had it's it, and like yeah because they like they have another sex and you kind of get that thing of like oh is, is he kind of is 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 i don't know is his exterior breaking down because he sleeps next to her in the bed and like he's got a big thing about that he's like, i don't sleep next mm. to anyone like oh <laughs> he's it just feels like an odd thing to like but then it's like he has breakfast with her yeah. and all these and dances with her and takes her to see his family in his family home. Like that to me all feels way more intimate to be like, here's my mother. Here's my father. Like, this is my girlfriend. Like do all that, but won't like, oh no, but you can't like sleep in a bed with me. Well, that doesn't make sense. Cause then we get to like, cause he, yeah, when she's deliberating whether to sign this contract, he is fucking weird. 
Like he sends mm. her a new laptop because like, oh, my laptop's broken. Because he's like, why haven't you emailed me back? Why haven't you? Why haven't you looked at looked 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 at the documents I've sent you? And like, <laughs> he just like keeps going over. Like, and it, the 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 contract itself, like we we talked about earlier, is is abusive. It's it's not it's not the kind of uh, dom sub kind of contract you would have. I don't think it would be a written contract anyway. It'd kind of be like. Mm we've agreed to something but it is and that is that is like from reading is one of the biggest flaws of this film is that yeah uh a contract you would have in that kind of relationship would be fluid and it at, yeah. any, at any yeah. point and built upon verbal communication <laughs> yes yeah 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 and it would be like hey whatever we're doing we'll discuss it yes no safe word boom we'll get out of it like and let's be honest yellow and red like <laughs> A terrible safe word. Like, Yellow especially seems very unsexy. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> until he said red, I'm like, oh, it's a warning thing. Okay. But like amber. Amber would have been a sexier word than yeah. yellow. Unless I, amber I don't know, and red. And unless amber's been one of the fifteen previous women. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe that's possibly. Possibly. But yeah, so he like it gets to the point and it's before we get to this like pivotal scene of the, the 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 contract like potential like negotiations is he just turns up to a flat at one point just out of nowhere yes. kind of he's just there and basically like forces himself upon her and then mm. like that's when we get the like the, I, i've just written it down in my notes as the, the ice cube shack because we get like a <laughs> we, we get some of these like artfully shot shots of like him oh, I've got an ice cube and I'm rubbing it on your body and stuff like that. And, and yeah, I, I noted down, oh, it's pretty cool that that they've done a shot of him opening a condom because that is that is not something you see in films. But like, it's like, oh. it feels, it, at this point, feels a bit little too late in yeah, how fucking abusive like of he is. everything else he's doing. And it kind of comes to the point of like, well, you're doing that mainly for yourself, almost. <laughs> it's like... But yeah, the whole the ice cube thing. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But like, again, that's that's fairly low, low scale. I feel mm-hmm. on this kind of sexual journey, certainly. <laughs> um, and I can imagine probably was not comfortable to film either. If you have to have an ice cube in your mouth for that for like several shots. That must have been annoying. Yeah, I, yeah, you can imagine like the kind of fingers, especially if being rubbed on her body, and they're like, oh, "We got to do another take. Get down. We got to yeah. wipe you down with a towel. We got to make sure you're like bone dry again. Get back on the bed. Come on, let's do this." Like, and I wonder if maybe that's why there's not much sexual chemistry on screen because maybe when they did a screen test, it was like, "Ooh, this is sexy. Ooh, this is oh, this there's tension." But when you've when you're shooting in front of a whole bunch of people. And you're having to do it multiple times and you're trying to be that open with someone and just be like, yeah, it's a job. It then probably doesn't like you lose that chemistry, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's maybe what happened. I don't know if they had like an intimacy coach. Uh, that's like a fairly new thing, I suppose. Definitely. Yeah. It kind of this feels and I think what this film suffers from is such a high budget. To some degree, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, there's something about like these 
so yeah so the the oh no, i've got the box office here where's the bloody budget uh the bu- <laughs> the budget 40 million dollars so this is an expensive Ooh, yeah expensive movie and it yeah it made 569.7 million dollars <laughs> I'm, I'm glad there is a 69 in there it, it feels, <laughs> but they don't 69 in the film exactly. like it's of course just, they don't. Of course you they know don't. it's vanilla bullshit um it's yeah there's all there's what four or five what okay so i like that you named one of them the ice the ice shag scenes can we give them all nicknames let's go from the start what are they all called so so we, there's i don't know we got the virgin springs when she's she's deflowered <laughs> Yeah, the rectifying the virgin rectory, yep. um, and then what happens is, is it is that then the ice shag one after that? I'm trying to think. Oh, she... no, I, I no, because I think there's one like there's one after that, right? Because he uh, no, I think that is the next one. Yeah, then there's the flogging in the red in the red four poster bed. Yep. There's, oh, there's that horrible, like, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll get to the kind of the final, not sex scene, but like kind the, of the, the spanking scene. Oh, yeah, fucking, oh, <laughs> Jesus. So, wait, is there really only three sex scenes, really? I think, I think you kind of like, there's a, there's like at least like a glimmer of, like, cause there's, yeah, because there's like a montage after the first, like, oh, you've lost your virginity sex scene. She like wanders through to the piano and he like carries mm-hmm. her off and you assume they're going to go have sex again. Um, God, I can't remember. It's... <laughs> <laughs> but they're all basically like, there's her on her back. He like tickles her for a bit and then gives her a head like that's it that's yeah. literally every scene isn't it what i find really funny is in one moment he's got a peacock feather and i just think yeah like, that's bizarre do you know what I mean? which like, one is that in is that the virginity one no i think that's late that's in the that's in the playroom that's one of the playroom ones I think. right okay he's, he's, he's so that's got, the peacock sex yeah one. he's got a peacock feather like which is feels weird like i, I don't know it just kind of uh, you just a lot of the time you see those in like i don't middle class people's houses like in a vase or something like that they're also like of all the feathers i think the least uh nice feeling the least sensual the least soft they're quite rough yeah they look they look rough yeah i I guess like aesthetically quite pleasing but kind of like uh sensory wise kind of to the touch probably not maybe kind of symbolic in the sense that it's the male peacock that has the big plumage oh i like he is a male sort of attracting his female like showing his colors and confidence i, like I might be giving them too much um credit on that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> credit <laughs> right um oh yeah so let's talk about this business meeting and my first question for yeah. you is why is it so dark in that room i know because considering there's a lot of small print to read um and also it, do you know what it annoys me that they ha- I, I think it's maybe meant to be a joke that she's like uh you got my address wrong and i'm like that's such a boring why is this in this scene that is just admin that is just admin yeah. like get to get to talking about like i agree with her nope 
you know, you're, she's like, I've, I've not done a lot of things, but I'm pretty sure I don't want fisting. Fair enough. But then she's like, what are butt plugs? Like, how do you not, I feel like you would know if you what know what all the plugs? other things are. <laughs> what are butt plugs? <laughs> I like that. Sorry, I realized that was the, the, uh, what you used to test my, um, headphones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are butt plugs? Oh, it should be your text alert. Can that be if I ever message you? That's what comes. Perfect. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I have it as a. Yeah. I have it as a. <laughs> as a person, like, what are butt plugs? I love. Uh, I love that it's got like kind of string swell underneath as well. Let's say that one last time. What are butt plugs? Danny Elfman doing his finest work. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine. I, I just kind of think like scoring that. You're like, right. What? Like, he's there. He's there. He's Danny with, Elfman scoring water butt plugs. Yeah, he's there with a quill <laughs> and uh, a nice bit of parchment kind of writing the score. You know you know how like when you read the soundtrack of a film, like the this like you can get like music from the films and they'll have like the names of the scenes. Do you think that bit of the score is called water butt plugs? I no, I reckon it's called something like really pedestrian. The business like, meeting, yeah. yeah. Like, oh the but negotiation. I, yeah. I really hope it's called water <laughs> Well, like so that this scene, like, it, it gets to another point that fucking infuriated me, which is is this clip because I just found it so fucking patronising and the gall of Christian Grey. Can I just say how impressed I am with your commitment to this meeting? Ugh. And in that spirit, I'm gonna throw in a sweetener. How about once a week, on a night of your choosing, we go on a date? Just like a regular couple. Dinner, movie, ice skating, whatever you want. Accepted. Gross. <laughs> it's gross, isn't it? I'm going to throw in a sweetener. What? I'm going to be a nice person one night a week. Yeah. The rest of the time, like, like... Also, like, not a nice person. As she keeps saying, it's like, why wouldn't you want to do those things with me anyway? Like, yeah. Do you, do you really think I'm that vapid a person? Like, you've clearly found me interesting enough up until now. So you're saying once I sign this contract, you're just going to, like, blindfold me and beat me and whatever, and then never, like, you don't want to talk to me. You don't, don't want to go for dinner with me. Mm -hmm. You don't want to go to a pub with me. Like... Uh, like what <laughs> yeah it's really one of those like i don't know i'm um, like those situations where it's like yeah yeah you can come over to my flat and have sex but like do you know what i mean like uh, make sure you're left like b before like any of my flatmates wake up like yeah. kind of scenarios like it's all real dicey and then like he so he says to her in this meeting i'd like to fuck you into the middle of next week week yeah uh, which What wait wait? What is your problem with that phrase? What, like, what annoys you about it? What annoyed me about it? it's just like it's overly aggressive. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? And it's it's threatening because it's like yeah. it's it's like I'm gonna I'm like it's I I I kind of uh, equate it to like oh, I'm gonna like I'm gonna punch you so hard like you'll wake up right. next week or like okay. do you know what I mean? I'm gonna like I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna 
I'm going to fuck you so hard your clothes are going to be out of fashion by the time we've stopped. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I found the, like, the, the, you're not going to sit down for a week more aggressive. Yeah. Because that actually suggests actual pain. But, like, with that, the thing, I think the thing that bothers me with this whole thing is that if he laughed a little bit more, it would be fine. <laughs> if he'd said that while well, that was like, God, you know what? I fancy you so much. I want to fuck you into next. Like, I want to keep fucking you until next week. Like, that would maybe yeah, even yeah, yeah. be charming. But because he never cracks a smile, he never tells a joke. And every time she laughs, he's like, take this seriously. And I'm like, you should, like, you should have a bit of fun at some point. <laughs> it feels like the type of thing that, like, if you were, like, if you ironically watch this fit, or, like, if you watch this with a partner, and like mm. both found that line like funny. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. would then you would then it would be like, oh like Yeah. Next time things are getting hot and heavy, I'm I'm breaking out that fucking line because it would like yeah. it'll bring the house down. Um and then like what I love what well what, what I found hilarious in this scene is he goes full Sherlock Holmes about uh, blushing and he like he's like Oh yeah he's like, your, your your cheeks are getting red, your 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 pupils are dilating. That like you're blushing, you 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 want to have sex with me, don't you? And like, like obviously, like we get, yeah. She's like really shows her power in this. Like, I'm leaving. Do you know what I mean? He's like, he's like, yeah. Because yeah, doesn't he say like he does? I don't know. The thing I kept thinking about whilst whilst watching this film was, and it's probably like, uh, it's a product of this book and this film. Is like, uh, I used to listen like religiously to. My dad wrote a porno, and I, all I could yes. all I could think was like, was that? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's and it's like his yeah. his dad's book is probably just as daft as this fucking stuff. Exactly, is. exactly. This because I had the same because when I my thing because I love my dad wrote a porno as well, and the whole time I'm always like, how is this sex? He's writing this to be sexy how does he think this is how does he think this is turning people on and this is exactly how i feel all the way through this film but what upsets me with this film especially is that it's proven that like you know she says like oh it's a little sweetener like he says like oh i'm gonna you know take you out for dinner and a movie it upsets me the idea that there are probably were probably women in the cinema watching that being like oh that's nice Oh, that's fine then. I'm like, that's not fine. How are we making this mainstream yeah. fine? <laughs> it's, it's the least fine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking weird, right? And then like, so we get the graduation. Uh, like also all the time she was graduating, she didn't have a laptop, and I'm like, sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, but like then 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 he buy, he buys her a fucking car. Yeah. And like I've just written here, he's abusing her. She doesn't want this, does she? Like, because she's yeah. like, because like then we get. And to your point, something that you kind of wanted like to mention was the the mum and like the way that character mm. is written. And we get a scene of her calling her mum, and it just feels like this. This is only put in here so we can have her kind of express her doubt. She kind of like breaks down and like. It's like, get yeah. out, get out of there. How long have you known this guy? Like, that is a question throughout this. I'm like, how, what, what is the passage of time throughout all of this? Is it a day? Is it a, a week? Is a it a couple month? of weeks, which they do say at the graduation. It's like, we've known each other a couple of weeks. I'm like, I guess that makes sense. 
So, like, why is he pushing her so much? Like, it's not been that long. But even then, like, that, the way that line's delivered sounds like a kind of thing of, like, they're lying to make it sound like yeah. it's a bit, like, a bit more acceptable to be like, oh, it's been a couple of weeks, as opposed to, like, oh, I met him on fucking Tuesday. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, like, exactly. I've pretty much been in his fucking pocket ever since. Yeah. I mean... Also, my thing about the... I think she's a shit mum. Yeah. She's terrible. She's a shit mum. Because it's like... I hate this also, this... I mean, it may also come from the fact that my really... Maybe my... (laughs) The fact my... This is maybe all saying a lot more about me. Um, But, like, my relationship with my mum, I think, is fairly healthy. I get on well with my mum and my dad. But my mum has always said, like, throughout my whole life, she's always... And it sounds kind of cruel, but she's like... You don't need me to be your friend, do you? You have friends. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I, <laughs> and, yeah, I, t- I, t- I totally, I totally, I totally yeah. get that. Yeah, and so, like, when I see people like, oh, my God, my mom's my best friend. Oh, my, my mom's my best friend. It's like, your mom shouldn't be your best friend. Mm-hmm. She's, like, twice your age. Get your own friends. She should get her own friends. Yeah, she should yeah, be your yeah, mom. Yeah. And, like, her mom not showing up to her graduation because her boyfriend hurt his ankle or something and it's like he's grown man like this is your only daughter go to her graduation yeah, well, yeah. And, and then and, and then she gets pissy with her because she's like oh i heard about your new boyfriend that i had to hear about it from ray and it's like well you would have heard about it too if you'd shown up to her fucking graduation yeah. like <laughs> you know the reason you're hearing about it from your ex-husband is because your ex-husband went to the graduation (laughs) and so like this whole thing and it's like oh i'm getting drunk with my daughter and i'm like take some responsibility give your daughter some proper advice yeah it's (laughs) yeah that's my rant about the mum figure (laughs) yeah the the thing is like so he gets the fucking arse ache because she goes to visit her mum and it's like again Mm. it's get out of there like what is wrong with you going to see your like going to see her mum and then even then, he just turns up out of fucking mm, nowhere. Uninvited. Oh, it's just so, like, I was like, I, I'm speechless. Oh, I'm fucking speechless you, at this shit. Do you know what my least favourite bit of that scene is when he shows up when the mum and the and, she, and they're drinking? Um, is when he shows up and he orders them gin and tonics and he goes to the waiter and he's like, cucumber with the Hendrix, lime with the Bombay Sapphire. And it's like, yeah, we all know that's how you drink gin. I would, that's obviously like, I drink a lot of gin. I know that's how you drink gin. I would never say that to a waiter. How rude is that? Like, just assume the waiter knows what they're doing. And if they don't, who gives a shit? It's a gin and tonic. Just leave it. Who do you think you're showing off to here? You're just proving you're a cunt to waiters. (laughs) And the fact, you can only assume that the mum is supposed to be like a conduit for the audience in that. And she's like, oh, I'm a man after my own heart. And it's like, really? Yeah, it's like, oh, a man who knows how to order a gin and tonic. It's like, fuck off. Yeah, fucking life. (laughs) Do you mean? Like, and that's the thing. Like, she seems genuinely upset, like, with the fact that not only as like to get his own back on her, he goes for a meal with his abuser the night before. Yeah. So it's like, that's even more kind of like mind game fuckery that he's pulling. Yeah. He's turned up uninvited, kind of made her feel like shit, kind of like, I don't know, like she's there almost like groveling to the fact that, that like, oh, I've, 
I've broken the contract. I've been drinking. And it's like, you shouldn't have to feel bad I know. about the enjoying yourself. The whole thing in the contract about, like, you will eat healthy foods and you will drink this and all this. Like, it, like, I feel, I mean, first of all, that's ridiculous. Like, eat and drink what you want. But also what it, the theme that runs through the film a lot with me in this is this idea of her being like pure and the purity of it. It's like, oh no, you never drink. Oh no, you never smoke. You never drink, take drugs. You're just this perfect little pristine virgin kitten mm. until I want to have my way with you. That it's like she's only worthwhile in his eyes if she's like this sort of form of pureness. Yeah, well, I've like, written in my notes, he's evil. Because, like, what he does, like, he's evil. Yeah, yeah. But, like, but it bothers me that a woman also then wrote this character as a sexy character mm -hmm. for women to find attractive. And I'm like, that's not something you should want. If I had a daughter and it was like, yeah, no, my, uh, my, this boyfriend, he won't let me drink a, a gin and tonic with you unless he's ordered it. My mum would be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, um... Get rid. Because what he does is he breaks her down, like, and then, like, mm. and then just does something, like, does a big grand gesture to be like, oh, it's all all right now. Like, you're going to come and do what's on my agenda, right? And she's like, I guess you're, you're taking me out on a, a little a little plane, a little kind of glider. <laughs> and it's like, no, yeah. that's not how it fucking works. No, no. <sighs> yeah that was the other time my partner walked in he's like why are they in a glider yeah like, just stop asking questions just looking really fucking goofy <laughs> as well they look really like goofy whilst they're like right it was like i'm sure that was a fun day filming yeah. that but like it's kind of not doing anything for the plot of this film um yeah i guess there's meant to be some sense of like he's in control and she's like in free fall like in his hands and it's like that's maybe a metaphor for something but again i think i could be giving it all too much credit <laughs> well because <laughs> this all happened like in like the last half hour of the film as well and like so when like when they have that falling out about her, um her going back to her mum this mm. is when we get his like backstory of why he is yeah. so messed up and possibly one of my favorite reveals in the film. The woman that gave birth to me was a crack addict and a prostitute. <laughs> she died when I was four. I remember certain things. Terrible things. I, like, I, I don't know what, like, really? Is that the kind of backstory we're giving for him? Like, and it's, yeah. again, it's manipulative to the audience because it's supposed to be like, oh, feel sympathy for this guy. And it's like, no. Because, like, if, like, just because you've been abused does not give you the right to abuse someone else. Yeah. And, well, also, it pisses me off, like, his whole thing through, like, she set up, because what I feel the, the narrative, the, like, what they're wanting the audience to be like is, like, 
Oh, don't be so stuck up and prudish, Anastasia. He's so handsome and rich. Just be sexually liberated like him. Yeah. And as because he keeps being like, have an open mind, be open minded. It's like the problem's not that she's not being open minded. The problem is that he's had a traumatic past that he's refusing to deal with and just like putting his own abuse on somebody else. Like that's not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> That's not called having an open mind. It's called not going to therapy. <laughs> and that like, and that's the thing, like, because he, he like flip flops, like, because obviously, yeah, he gets things back to how he wants. Like, once he like gets her, like, back from her mum's, back from Georgia, and yeah. then kind of drops off because, like, again, he's got to do business things, things that we have no <laughs> idea. Business what that we do. know nothing about. Nothing about. Occasionally, they give money to poor people in Africa. I've written that somewhere. It's like, oh, so you do, and it's like, yep, yeah, all of Africa, give, given all the poor in Africa. Like, okay, just that, cool. Oh. <laughs> Is that so, like... <laughs> so bad. Cause, cause um, th- that's when we get like yeah he takes like because he's so riled up he takes her and flogs her and like i was just like that thing of he doesn't need a sex slave he needs a punching bag and some therapy mm. do you know what I mean yeah. he just needs to like vent his anger not on a fucking living being yeah the whole thing makes no sense and she's totally right to like walk out on him because the whole thing is like and him being like oh but it's all about pleasure not pain it's like she is not getting pleasure from this Mm -hmm. she is not getting pleasure from the idea of this contract like it's not working you are the one being close-minded yeah i like because uh like i should have pulled this clip but like we get the kind of confrontation at the end and like she can't she she yeah she pushes him and says, like, why do you feel the need to, like, punish me all the time? Mm. And then he delivers the line, I'm 50 shades of fucked up. Oh, <laughs> like, I burst out laughing. Yeah, me too. Like, I was like, really? really? Like, like, is this, is this what this film equates to? Because this is, like, in the kind of throes of the end of the film, right? And it's like... This is like, it spurs her on to say, like, show me what you want to do to me, basically. Mm. And he, he takes her back to the playroom and, like, wants to, she wants to know the worst, like, the kind of, the, the 11 on the scale of fucking fucked up that he wants to go to. And he slaps her on the bum six times. But, I mean, yeah. And it's like, I think she... Dakota Johnson does a good job of being like, well, this is traumatic for me. And it's like, yeah, because it's clearly like a painful thing. I did feel like cinematically it was like, it's not that I'm a sadist and I want to see like scars on her butt, but I'm like, we should have seen the scars on her butt. Like we should have seen how aggressive and how wrong this was. It's like, this guy is awful. This is hurting. Like, because we only ever saw it from far away. Mm-hmm. And it could be easy for some people to be like, well, she seems a little upset by it, but it's probably not too bad. Yeah. But actually, like, there's been so many, like, scenes where, like, uh, oh, did you watch uh, The Terror? It's a TV show that was on no. earlier this year. I mean, there's a horrible, like, flogging scene in that. 
set on a ship and it's like, you know, flogging is an actual punishment, which yeah, is yeah. what this is technically meant to be. He's punishing her. And like, you know, when you usually see scenes like that in cinema, it's like, you know, you see like the red and like bruises and stuff. You see nothing like that. Yeah. And I get because it's not sexy and it's not attractive and we shouldn't want to find that attractive. But also we shouldn't be finding any of that scene attractive anyway. It should be the scene where we're like, oh, yeah, he's a dick and a psychopath. But, um, but it's filmed yeah. in the same way that all the other kind of like, like playroom all the other scenes, sex are. scenes are filmed. Yeah, so yeah. it's like this, this needs to be different. This needs to be stark. Yeah. Like if this was just like a kind of, a one shot, just do you know what I mean? Like a kind of wide shot, just like hanging on it. That would have mm. like really ramped up the kind of mm. the, the tension it of needed, it. And it the... needed to be one or the other. It needed to be that sort of that, as you say, like a wide shot, or as I'm saying, like fully like seeing the actual um implicate, like the actual marks of it. But instead, it was just like medium shot. She's crying, mm-hmm. and he's just like counting down from 10 i don't know and it's like yeah it was pretty shit but it's like that shit but in reality that would have been horrific mm-hmm. and you just didn't get that from yeah. the film at all and it's like the inciting incident in this film right because it's kind of like yeah. there's not really like there's it's quite it's quite scant on plot really for a film that kind of i don't know like <laughs> It's yeah, and like so that 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 we're wrapping we're we're wrapping up what happens in this film now. Like so that leads to them yeah. kind of having a big old dust up, and she leaves, but just goes to her like her separate room in the apartment. It's like get out of yeah, there. She doesn't get out the house. Get out the house. Yeah, yeah. It, leave, leave. It, it felt it, it it felt like I felt like I was watching like a slasher movie. Do you know what I mean? Like when they're kind mm. of like, get out of the house, get out of that. Like yeah. Michael Myers is still alive. Like it's kind of like you're at the end of Halloween. It's like, can't just, just get the fuck out of there. And then they, yeah, they like, what it culminates in them kind of having an argument. And then she's like, I am leaving. Goodbye, Mr. Mm. Gray. And then gets on the lift. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. And then it's, it's curtains, right? Yeah. I mean, I kind of get why she doesn't get the house because that's what happens in an abusive relationship that you kind of feel like confused and you're like, oh, maybe it was my fault. I don't. Also, she's in a different, like, because he's in Seattle or something and that's not where she lives. Like, she needs to get a helicopter back or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I can see why she's like, oh, I'm just confused. And then she's like, yeah, you know what? I am going to head off. But if anything, that should just show you it's like, yeah, he's properly like, manipulated her he's properly got her under his finger what more could he want he's an abusive person she shouldn't be in a relationship with him so um so what yeah. did you make of the ending of this film you know what it's probably the thing i liked the most <laughs> the whole film was the end and not just because it was over um because i was kind of like oh it's ending there fair enough i feel like it could have ended there. 30 minutes ago (laughs) and not (laughs) two hours and so on um and i am curious to watch the next film because it does feel like a cliffhanger but i have you've wrote on twitter something that there's an alternative ending right 
so yes there is right. there, there, there is an alternative ending to this film um oh my god which doesn't add which doesn't add much right all it all it adds is it's just a bit more and it's just both of them moping around like her crying in a taxi and you get kind of like flashbacks to like them enjoying themselves like riding on the helicopter that one time like <laughs> them in the glider and stuff like that so it is very like it's very it's, it's very bizarre like that there is a yeah that there there's a bit more and uh, i saw a lot of people like because i had to watch it on youtube like to, mm. to see this and there's people going well that's that's not that that's in the book so what like why why is it not in the film and it's like well it, um, it is on the unrated dvd like blu-ray like <laughs> but it did <laughs> somebody had had uh, had written on, on on underneath on youtube uh we'll shout her out her name is boink hannah uh amazing wrote, spoilers and then somebody <laughs> called james so that was three years ago somebody called james two months ago responded with i know this is three years old but girl shut the fuck up L <laughs> lmao like spoilers but like she could have seen i'm sure the original ending's also on youtube probably like and it's in the why fucking you, title of like. Why are you you YouTubing alternative ending to a film you've not seen? Exactly. Exactly. It's going to be in the title of the video. Like, oh, don't watch no. it. So does anything plot wise actually? There's nothing actually different. Nothing it's plot. No, that, no. It's just it's just it's just kind of the aftermath of that decision of her leaving. Of them being like, oh, do I regret this or not? Yeah, because they like, have some nice times. Well, I guess it all it does is it seeds in that fact that like, like the story's not over, and it's like right. everybody knew going into this film that it was going to be a free picture deal. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like that Talking thing of, of horrific alternative endings. Have you ever seen the terrible alternative ending for the Pride and Prejudice movie? No. Here a nightly one. Oh, is that the one that has that. um? Oh, what's his name? Uh, is it Tom McFadden who's in uh, Ma Matthew McFadden? Matthew McFadden, who's, who's yeah. brilliant as Tom on Succession. Yeah, he's and he's also so him and Kira Knightley are also in uh, Anna Karenina, and they're really fun in that because they're like playing older characters. Um, with Aaron Taylor Johnson, yes. who's our guy you know um <laughs> and he's very hot in that film <laughs> but yeah at the end of pride and prejudice because pride and prejudice ends with them being like we're gonna get married and that's it and you're like great she ends up with mr darcy they're gonna get married live happily ever after but apparently there was an alternative ending i think for american cinemas where it's like them after their wedding and it's really cringy and they're like kissing by a lake and she's like what are you gonna call me and he's like i'll call you mrs darcy and like Ugh. all these like all his pet <laughs> names for her it's the most cringeable thing i've ever watched um please look it up <laughs> it's great it's really good 
Amazing. And so I wondered if it was something like that, where it was like, oh, we need something for the audiences who need like a bit more. Um, but no, no, it still I, ends with them. I think it was just a a way to shift more like physical, like media copies of it. Do you know what I mean? Like people, like, right. yeah. And I I think they've like I don't know. I'll, I'll I've I've actually got it on Blu-ray, but annoyingly the Blu-ray didn't work. So that is oh no, that is two pounds. I'd love to see the other special features. Yeah, I'll, well, I I will I will report back when we get to uh, <laughs> Fifty Shades Darker if I'm more knowledgeable oh, wow. on, on stuff that, that was fun. left on the cutting room floor. I have literally, I have literally no idea what happens in the rest of the films. I think at some point they do get married. I think I saw that spoiler, and I think at some point. I'm assuming from like the front cover of the book, there's like a masked ball. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So, so those are things I know and that's it. <laughs> so as, as we wrap this up, like mm-hmm. what, what do you want to see in the oh. next film? What, what, like what changes, what tweaks do you want to see in 50 shades darker? I mean, I'd like to see that he goes and gets some therapy or something and mm-hmm. like starts to be like, hey, you know what? Maybe me, maybe my whole way of doing stuff isn't as open-minded as I thought. Maybe I've got some issues. Um, I think that would be nice. I would like to maybe see him give her the opportunity to be in charge a bit. Because this is the other thing. It's like, in this film, he's like, yeah, I spent like several years as a submissive and now I'm a doctor. And I, said, I don't think that's how it works. I don't think it's like a career progression where you like do an internship as a submissive and then that allows you to become a dominant. I feel like surely it's more that your per- personality is either suited to one yeah, or the yeah, other. Yeah. And so like him, it's like, well, you're this woman obviously assumed you were a submissive and it turns out you actually prefer being a dominant. You're assuming that she's a submissive. Maybe she would prefer to be a dominant. Yeah, maybe they're both. So, yeah, a switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I would it, like to maybe see them switch it up a bit. Perfect, perfect. Um, well, what about what, you? Uh, what would I like to see in the next one? I would like to see. I, well, looking at the poster, I, also I, like I, to I see think the masked ball. <laughs> the masked ball may be in the next one because that is the poster for Fifty yeah. Shades Darker. So, right. Um, I. Weirdly, I want to see some more Rita Aurora. I want to see like, uh-huh. I, I I want to find out a bit more about his family. I want to know if that is kind of actually addressed the abuse. Yeah. So like, if that is kind of like delved into and kind of like, uh, given the yeah. the treatment, it kind of like really warrants in this film to kind of. I, mm. I, I don't think we're going to. I think we're just going to have to like be like. Oh well, that is his past. We're going to leave it there because we need to. We need to make it titillating yeah. and exciting for people. Also, the actress that plays his mum—it really annoyed me for ages. I couldn't work out what I'd seen her in, and I remembered she's in Mona Lisa Smile, which is a film I really love, and she's really good in it. And I feel like, I yeah, I'd like to see more of that actress. Um, but on that sort of theme, have you seen? There's a documentary on Netflix about these two identical twin brothers who like had a similar thing like their mother's friends used to abuse like her their mother used to basically rent them out from their like they were had this really posh family estate 
you seen this? It's no. really interesting. <laughs> and then his identical twin brother had some kind of like car accident when he was like 18 and like got amnesia and forgot all about this abuse. So the twin brother decided to like start anew and be like not tell his brother about all the sexual abuse they'd had as like teenagers and kids. Whoa. Um until like their mother then died and they were like in their 40s and it's super intense. Um but it's really interesting and it's all about how like, you know, this upper class family like basically like just overlooked all this abuse. And I kind of feel like that's kind of what's happened here. This is a really traumatic thing that we're just like if it had been, and again it's like if this was a, a if Christian was a woman and it's like, yeah, when I was 15, one of my dad's friends made me his submissive, mm -hmm. he'd be like, whoa, like that <laughs> wouldn't be allowed. It's like a mainstream film. We'd be like upset about it. But I don't think it like you're right. I feel like it should be examined, but I feel it won't be. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the place to examine it. <laughs> well, we've talked about things that we want to see in the second right. one. Things that we definitely will and won't be seeing. So we will be seeing the return, obviously, of Dakota Johnson, Jamie Dornan. It looks like Rita Ora is higher up on the uh, uh, cast listing. And we will okay. also see a uh, an appearance from Kim Basinger in the sequel. Oh. So that feels like something to look forward to. One thing we won't be seeing is the return of Sam Taylor-Johnson behind the director's chair. Oh. She is then replaced by James Foley, who um, right. I believe would have brought in our Coppola connection for that episode, which will be cinematographer John Schwartzman. So that's when right. we really get into the world of the Coppola family and what it's all about when we talk about Fifty Shades Darker. Wow. So this is kind of a non... This is a setup for that episode, really. I have broken the <laughs> rules to talk about this film, Charlie. This is... This is... this. this yeah, I set myself some, some hard rules, and I'm, I've broken them for this. I wow. hope... I hope that the listeners at home are, are, have, have enjoyed this. If you've suffered through to this point because i think i think i think it's been a, a very fun it's, i've loved this conversation i just hope that that this isn't one that people skip over because like, <laughs> there's no button. actual couple of connection yeah yeah i mean um, i have to admit i i misread your uh messages to me when i was like what is the connection you're like oh it's josh Schwartzman. and i started what and i in my head i think because i was still on the mr banks thread I got halfway through this film and I'm like, when's Jason Schwartzman coming in? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, of course he's not in this film. What am I doing? But this is my question to you. If he were in this film, who would he play? <laughs> I reckon he would be relegated to like the Jose character. A Jose uh, type. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like he, he like that. He's, he's, I don't know. He's not, he's, he seems far too short to play Mr. Grey. Like, he's not I, a Christian. I would have liked to have maybe seen him as uh, Tyler, the, the driver who goes and buys her clothes. Brilliant. Because yeah. I would have loved to have watched him go shopping for clothes for her. Or the brother. Um, or or is, 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 is brother Elliot. 
Yes, who just sleeps with everyone. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine him like <laughs> I don't yeah. I think it would have been great. He kind of would have really like ha- I don't know, hammed it up a bit. I could imagine him playing it a bit like how Kieran Culkin plays Roman Roy on succession, like quite right. sarky and sneering a lot of the time and being a real dick. Yeah. That yeah, one that of would those have been two. Fun. That would have been fun. Yeah, um, I would have wished him to be in this film, but I don't think we're going to see him. Unfortunately, no. Jason Schwartzman is not in any of these films. His his <laughs> his older brother just was the cinematographer. So, um, thank you so much, Charlie, for coming and talking to me about Fifty Shades of Grey. Thank you for having me. I very much look forward to uh, having you back to talk about Fifty Shades Darker. And then again, <laughs> to talk about Fifty Shades Breed. Um, where can people wow. keep up to date with you and everything you're doing, whether it's comedy, acting, all that kind of jazz? What's the best way to keep up to date? Uh, so probably Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Charlie V. Martin. Um, on Facebook, I'm on at Charlie Vero Martin Comedy. And I have my website, Charlie Vero Martin. Um, and yeah, so I usually post upcoming gigs and stuff I'm doing there. Amazing. Well, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna close you out on the only thing that is fitting at the end of this podcast. Our butt plugs. <laughs> And there we have it, guys. The first outing into the Fifty Shades of Grey saga. If you're a massive fan of this film and you feel like me and Charlie might have done it dirty, don't hesitate to get in touch. You can do so on all the social medias. So that is Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Letterboxd, all at Caged In Pod. And be sure to follow those as well, especially uh, Letterboxd. You get to maybe get an early glimpse of what I think of these films, whether it's for a star rating or sometimes put a little review like I did for Fifty Shades of Grey. Two stars, baby. <laughs> uh, thank you again to Charlie for joining me. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, I can't think of anyone better to be embarking on this weird and wonderful journey through the Fifty Shades saga with, and I can't wait to have that second conversation uh, to release, yeah, to you guys during that Christmas perineum, that kind of no man's land week you get between Christmas and New Year, baby. We're going to be back to give you a little saucy treat that hopefully ooh, you might have to listen away from the prying ears of your family. You're having that little alone time in your uh, childhood bedroom or wherever you're staying over that Christmas period. Or maybe you've vacated already back to your 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 cushy flat wherever you live or your your family home away from relatives and you're you're enjoying it. Anyway, speaking of Christmas, next week we kick off with uh, one of two Christmas films we'll be talking about over the festive period and it is the 1985 world peace solving film. Rocky 4, baby. And yes, it is a Christmas film. That fight takes place 
on the 25th of December. So we're taking it as a Christmas film. Uh, I was joined by Stu Whiffin for, uh, for that one, who is the host of too many podcasts to mention. And I mentioned all of them on next week's episode. And uh, yeah, Stu's a wonderful guy. And it was a perfect, if he's the perfect guest to talk about this film. He has such an amazing story of when he first saw it. And uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. If you would like to support this podcast, you can do so in a manner of ways. If you'd like to do so by giving me some money, one of the ways you can do that is by going to ko-fi.com forward slash caged in pod. We can buy me a nice little digital cup of coffee. It's one-off payment and it's nice and easy and it keeps keeping these lights on over here at Caged In Towers. Or if you want to really make a commitment, if you feel like, hey, Petros, he's a nice guy. I feel things are going steady with the podcast. I've been enjoying it for a good long while. Oh, no, I want to take it to the next level. You can do so by going over to patreon.com forward slash caged in pod. Well, you will have, have access to Movie Brat Bros, the brand new podcast that will be launching this January, this coming January, and will be a deep dive at the look, uh, a deep dive look at the films of Brian De Palma and all the other movie brats as well over time. But the first season will be Brian De Palma, and that'll be fortnightly, and you will get that pod. Well, twice a month. I shouldn't say fortnightly because that, that 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 could sway things off and uh, it won't be fortnightly. It'll be twice a month you'll get those episodes. That's as little as £2.50 or $3 a month. So, yeah, you can't, you, can't, you can't sniff at that for basically a completely other podcast. However, if you don't want to part with any cash, you can support this podcast, like I said, by following on the socials or you can head on over to Apple Podcasts, Acast or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now and leave a spanking five-star rating and review. So as always, guys, I have been Petros Patsilovas, your guide through the crazy world of the Coppola family tree. Well, maybe not this week, but however, remember to keep it caged in, and I'll catch you next time. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.